Welcome to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Leifite, and joining me as always, Sean. What's up? Oh, you know, another week. Happy to be here. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, right on. And as always, if you guys don't want to just um, get right to the movie, there's a uh, uh, the movie start button is in the description, as always, below. But that said, let's talk about Twister, uh, uh, which is... An amazing, amazing movie of the 90s. Isn't it kind of cool, like, back in the 90s, you know, you could spend $100 million on a movie that's not based on anything, not, uh, you know, doesn't start, like, an entire universe or anything, and just be its own thing and just let it fly? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Those are the days. There, It was interesting times, to be sure. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, and it's crazy how this movie was like right before Titanic, or which ironically we did earlier this month, which was really fun. Um, but uh, yeah, this is like right before. I, th I think uh, um, Bill Paxton finished his uh, stuff from Titanic and then went immediately onto this movie because I think it was actually John DeBont. Uh, the director of this one, he was like, I, and he, I think he was like looking for Tom Hanks or someone else to play the lead role, and then James Cameron's like, "Oh, take Bill Paxton, he's cool. He's he's gonna he is the extreme." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, did you see this movie in theaters at all, or did you oh, just yeah. like catch it oh, on yeah, VHS like most of us? For sure. Oh, right on, right I'm, on. Yeah, Do I'm tell a lot older that. than you. <laughs> <laughs> well i kind of i kind of think i just didn't want to peg you for like too old or anything but do tell us about that first show well, I what mean, was that you know, like? i was 14 when this came out and i i mean it it was fantastic it was just this intense little movie that had all i mean yes obviously we were just like well that's completely unbelievable for some of the stuff because of <laughs> yeah, course right. it is like that's what you get with uh, a movie like this, but it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's a, a fun little movie, and I also think that it got a lot of people interested in things like, you know, storm chasing and meteorology oh, yeah. and things like that. And I'm always kind of in favor of movies that are, you know, entertaining and fun, even if they're not entirely realistic, but that expand people's... Uh, interest and can you know maybe inspire you know children or young adults into career fields they may not have previously thought about and so i always like when cinema does that kind of stuff um, and again like what a great great cast i know right you know it's actually to the point where i'm like man i wish this movie was about like the the weird quirky characters and not just the romance between paxton and helen hunt right but i mean yeah but uh i mean i i mean, I mean think about them helen hunt bill paston carols philip seymour hoffman I, i'm just like oh yeah th this movie was stacked with people who were like i mean at the time this was you know helen hunt at you know the height of her popularity you know paxton was a very yeah. established name at this point you know hoffman was on the come up uh Carrells has always been this weird, like I'm awesome, but I can't get good roles. <laughs> yeah, wasn't this literally the year before um, Helen Hunt won for 
uh, as good as it gets. Uh, if not the year I think before, it was. It was I think that was within a couple of years because I don't know if I can't remember if as good as it gets was ninety seven or ninety eight. No, no, it was actually because um, as good as it gets was uh, ninety seven. Okay, yeah, and it's kind of a big because yeah, it's kind of a big deal that she won for best actress in ninety seven because that was the year Titanic just swept the Oscars. So it's like like oh, it's ninety seven. What didn't win that? Uh, what what award that, uh, did Titanic not take home? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so like this was ninety six. So ninety seven, yeah, this is like the year before she won a freaking Oscar. Which how cool is that? That must have been an amazing boost of sales. Like later on in like VHS and home release, you know. Now now featuring Academy Award winner Helen Hunt, you know that. that Cause that's how I first saw uh, this movie. I saw it on VHS when I was a kid because I was born in 93. So doubt my parents would ever have taken me to uh, this movie as a kid. But um, yeah, I, I still have like a lot of fond memories watching this on the VHS tape uh, when I was a kid. And um, I think, uh, you know, actually, I think I remember uh, my dad uh, was uh, in one of the tornadoes that supposedly inspired the movie i think like it was uh he was in a, or, or um there was a a major plane crash that went down from a uh, uh um a tornado up in upper michigan or upper illinois i forget exactly where but uh yeah he he actually experienced a lot of heavy turbulence but um he was just outside the zone where a plane went down so how yeah that's it's it's kind of nuts and i think i think that was one of the things that they're like either that or that's just you know stupid dad shit that you tell your kids to fuck with them right <laughs> well i mean which i would not be surprised but tornadoes are something that you know are almost i mean they're not universally experienced but many people have experienced them and so it's it's obviously a topic right for right for discussion i mean i uh I had to hide in a house when a tornado passed less than a quarter mile from me. And, like, literally, uh, on the way to that house, the intersection I passed not five minutes before I pulled up and we were ushered into the basement because we were told the tornado was coming. You know, I mean, we, you know, even that, you know, less than a quarter mile away, you could hear, you know, the roar of the wind and the sound of that. And that, and somebody lost their life at that intersection I had passed five minutes before. Holy shit, man! So I mean, that that happened much later in my life, far after this movie. But like the reality of the the nature of a tornado and the awe people have of it is, it's like, well, yes, you should have that. <laughs> For real, dude. Because um, yeah, is that the only tornado story? Because I've been. I, I was fairly close to one on a vacation in Texas on a lake. Um, I could have sworn, like, you know, our entire camper was, like, ready to buckle or fall over or something. Um, but uh, uh, I do, although I do remember that this movie got me so interested in tornadoes to the point where, you know, I chose tornadoes as my uh, uh, middle school science experiment. Mm. Which turned out horribly. I, I, I didn't get a good grade. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible. I was a terrible student, especially in science back then. I just it, all that shit just <laughs> went right over my head. Love science fiction, just did not get science. I was kind of an idiot as a kid. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, dude. It, and that's it, it, this. The, and apparently, this movie even got spawned a fucking ride at Universal Studios. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear that. I, now I just really wish that it was still around because uh, apparently it's no longer there. Uh, I think they decommissioned it uh, literally only about five years ago. But it was called uh, um, T- Twister, Ride It Out, which I'm like, oh, man, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Because I remember seeing, especially with the VHS, because, you know, they have adverts on them all the time. But they had a, uh, an advert on it uh, on the tape at Universal Studios. And I've been to New- Universal Studios a couple of times. Like, I'd seen the Waterworld show. I've seen the Terminator 2 uh, battle for, three, uh, like, 3D through time or whatever that was like i've been on the jurassic park ride twice um but uh yeah never got to the twister ride it out one which or the men in black one because i was way into men in black as a kid but never got into that so i kind of want to know if it really kind of sucked or was actually kind of (laughs) cool i i I can't say because uh interestingly i mean growing up out in san diego We would go to Disneyland, but then I moved out here when I was 11, and we had Cedar Point nearby, so that's where we went. So my family, uh, just because of how old we were by the time we moved here and how, where we had grown up, we never did. I've never done the Florida thing. Oh, man, really? So you've never been to Disney World, never been to Universal Studios? Nope. Okay, right on. I've been, I've been to land um, out in you know California, and I've been to Cedar Point, and I've been to... A lot of amusement parks across, like you know, um, you know, the Midwest and and the Northeast and such, um, but you know, down to like Virginia. But no, never, never gone and done the Florida amusement park shtick. Well, shit. You know, next time I go on out there, because Lord knows I'm probably gonna have to gather a bunch of friends just to like pool our money and anything. <laughs> um, well, we'll be sure to take you along, because uh, you know, my fiance wants to trip balls at Harry Potter World. And I want to get baked on the Millennium Falcon. I, I so. have a friend who actually has a Disney timeshare now. And basically, it's kind of like uh, I have a pseudo open invitation. So sometime when I'm back from my travels, I, I hope to take her up on that. Oh, hell yes. I mean, I got a buddy of mine who uh, used to work Disney. So he might be able to score us an even bigger discount, too. Like, we could probably, oh, maybe mean, she, all she, told, she we could. She bought hers. Like, she spent a year oh, saving shit. up and bought a full-on timeshare she has access to for two weeks a year. Oh, shit. And she, she worked at Disney at the time, and as well as another job, saving money to buy this damn timeshare. <laughs> like, Are we going to... Okay, so we, we should make a pact. We need to ha- go on a fucked-up, crazy week tour of Universal and, or, and Disney, Disney World. And get nu- go nuts. I've got a better idea. <laughs> What's that? Uh, actually, oh shoot, I don't know if this is at Disney World. Um, never mind. We'll get into it some other time. My whole thing <laughs> okay. is like we should break into those exclusive places they don't let the plebs into. Like that's my take. Maybe... Like we should go into this like a heist movie. Like we're getting in there. I don't care how. Oh, now see, now you're just pitching me uh, the movie Escape from Tomorrow. Which is an amazing movie. Hopefully one of these days we'll do a contract episode on that. Because it's fucking weird. Oh, you've never heard of it, Sean? Nope. Dude, for real? Okay, it's it's uh, real quick before we get started on the movie. Because I know we're like really going sidetracked here. Like but, you. Uh, who, 
Yes, yes, it's true. Um, but no, Escape from Tomorrow is about uh, a group of filmmakers that made a surreal David Lynchian movie inside Disney World without the park's permission. <laughs> it's in black and white, and it's about this weird da dad's odyssey. That's fantastic. Uh, where they, like, shit gets weird. There are, like, fully naked uh, um, uh, Disney princesses on the premises. Like, they, they did it all in green screen and shit and whatnot, right. but it's like, you still look at like the shit that they did, and you're like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, highly recommend. So, anyway, back to the movie Twister. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, let's, how about we get, get this bad boy rolling? So, I guess some folks at home, like, um, I forget where where it's streaming. I think it might be on Netflix. Um, uh, it's, it's not. Actually, <laughs> oh, it's not? Is it on HBO Max or somewhere? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say this on recording, but I'm actually using a pirate stream site for this since I couldn't download a quality copy prior to our show. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, oh, actually, it is on Netflix, I think. Huh? Uh, maybe or or it's or no, maybe actually, I you, you can catch it on Peacock wherever you've got it. Even if you have the fucking VHS, like, you know, some However weirdo. However you can watch it, watch um, it. <laughs> yes, because we are about to start this bad boy in three, two, one, click. <clears throat> and right away we got, uh, I love what they do with the uh, the opening logos here with Universal. They have the the, the logo come out of the, uh, the, the misty haze of a storm. Because I remember uh, watching, like, I think, uh, you know, as a small child, you know, because especially because, like, you know, when you're really sensitive to uh, storms and whatnot, um, we're like, yeah, my, my mom and I would be like, oh, we should watch Twister. We should watch Twister while it's storming out. <laughs> and we're, and, you know, me as a kid, like, no, it's too scary. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, moments like that, one of the weirdest, funniest moments, um, I was watching when I was maybe like, 12 or 13 uh i was watching uh hocus pocus with the family and right where they're having the whole scene where the house is shaking and the witches are coming back our power cut mm -hmm. oh man that's fucking crazy <laughs> dude but yeah oh love okay so can we acknowledge just what a bitch and a half it must have been to wait for the weather to look good enough for these shots well 95 days of filming i think that says it <laughs> Yeah, for real, dude. Cause, yeah, this movie went way over budget. Because, you know, you're thinking, oh, they dropped, like, you know, two, like almost $100 million for this movie. But, um, which is really strange because they spent twice as much for Titanic um, on 20th Century Fox and, uh, and for Paramount, too. <laughs> and already we got our uh, little cold opening in 1969 nice uh, where uh um joe's dad is getting a tornado warning and we had because i i it's really funny how this was all spielberg's idea where like she has to have a reason for hating tornadoes <laughs> like we got to give her the indy the uss indianapolis equivalent for a kid speaking of uh which is so, but speaking of spielberg one of the things yeah. i love is that uh, Paxton did not end up meeting Spielberg till like a year and a half after the movie had like been done filming. And Spielberg yep. apparently just went up to him and was like, Hey, thanks for making me a lot of money. 
<laughs> no, well, it's weird that he would say that because, dude, Spielberg was making bank in the nineties. Oh, yeah. Do you see all the shit that he? I mean, even today, even in like the two thousands and whatnot. Well, I the mean, amount of shit that he was executive producing. When you look at his producer credits nuts. on top of his directing credits, yeah, I mean, the man is prolific. Yeah, I'm so glad that we w- grew up in a uh, a basement in my house because you know i you know i grew up in like the illinois area so we still kind of got susceptible to tornadoes being in the midwest i'm just glad we didn't have like an underground shelter that we had to go outside to oh yeah to get into and we could just go downstairs into the basement and just feel a little kind of semi-safe because this shit's terrifying oh, yeah. i still remember watching i mean even watching now as a kid like as an adult i'm like this shit's scary <laughs> But I also really love the sound design because, you know, you'd be, be like, wind sound effects. How much can you really do with this? Oh, no, Toto! Toto, not the dog! Oh, I love the lightning effect out there. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, by the way, you recognize the little girl? No? I, I need to just look at her better. I, I, I... Okay. Hang on. Wait for Why it. Why would those doors not like they need some kind of heavy lock? Like, come on. It, well, again, it's it's all a matter of it, it's it's like how do we get this to write? And also, uh, like, as you know, I get that he needs to hold it down and whatnot, but why don't they? Why doesn't he just like corner himself into the corner? Right. Do you need to hold that door? Must you hold the door? Okay, so yeah, do you recognize the little uh, girl? At I all? do not. That is uh, Alexa Vega, the uh, uh, sister in Spy Kids. Ah, well, that is why I never watched the Spy Kid movies. Oh, okay. Spy Kids were kind of my jam. As my cool. only, re- but my only oh, knowledge fuck! of her. Ooh, there he goes. <laughs> Don't go, man. Seriously, like. Who, he wasn't, he, he kind of does, I don't want to be mean or anything, but he kind of deserved to go out like that if he chose to, thought he could hold the door. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, look at the trailer. Right. It's in the fucking tree. The tractor. But, but yeah, like, yeah dude. why would you not just hide in the corner? You make such a valid point. Like, just get in the far look corner. At it's that. underground. You're fine. Look at that CGI. Oh, my god 90s. this movie doesn't look dated that looks that dude it, that is fucking google earth now <laughs> <laughs> oh and speaking of google earth boom right there and it there it is man like early uh um uh, weather weather service or the nssl as it's called here i love how they actually had to underline <laughs> the, uh, the the names there just to be like oh yeah there's totally an acronym for this we just we just need to spell it out for you dumb audiences. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird how all this, like, almost all of this never really comes back. I think it comes, the, the, the scenes in the lab come back maybe once later. But that's it. This helicopter shot is fucking cool. Like, this, this honestly feels like he's actively trying to pay a little tribute to the opening shot of uh, The Shining. With that mm. precision level of uh, um, helicopter shoot, even have the airplane go by to give it spice it up. Right, a bit. and like that level of coordination for this is it is really slick. I mean, even to the point where if you look real closely, you can actually kind of see that they actually nailed the the lip sync with the actors. 
which are like, holy shit, how did they do that? You know, because usually you would just want to dub it over so, you know, you don't have to dub or worry yeah. about lip sync or anything like that. But holy shit, they managed to do it. You know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that's a really pretty shot. Now, as a filmmaker who understands how the sausage is made, holy shit, these, these helicopter shots are on point, yeah. man. Of course, I, I feel like, again, I think that really was like a big little... Little jab at Kubrick there because you know The Shining is the movie that's playing <laughs> at the drive-in theater. Right. I think even a couple of these characters, if you look at the credits, one of them is named Stanley and the <laughs> other one is named Kubrick. They they actually have the reason they have The Shining and Psycho playing at the theater is because this was a joint effort from Warner Brothers and Universal. They each wanted one of their mo iconic movies listed on the drive-in. Well, there you go. I mean, that, that's a really good way to show it. And, of course, we also had our first appearance of Helen Hunt, man, at her height. Man, she looks good. <laughs> Seriously, it's crazy. Oh, and, of course, the real legend of this movie, Dust. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> as Dusty. Oh, man. So, I think Honest Trailers pointed this joke out, but I can't unsee it now. This character is the character that Jack Black would base his entire career off of. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I haven't even seen Honest Trailers, but 100%. I know, right? Oh, my God. Because when you look at it, like, oh, my God, it totally... Can you imagine if, like, a young Jack Black was playing this character? Think about it. Ten years later, the guy... Uh, I don't even remember the character's name, but the guy with the backwards hat would be Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, it's true. The Extreme! I love his nickname. It's actually to the point, okay, so for a while, I, I did one storm chase in my life, um, which is actually kind of cool, because uh, um, I had a friend of mine who uh, was one of my editors in college uh, who cut a, uh, a movie for me, or a couple of movies, actually, and he actually got a certified license to do, be a storm chaser, and he's like, oh, you should uh, bring me on as like your cameraman or whatnot. I never actually got the chance to do it, but I always wanted to, like, you know, jump in there and be like, dude, this would have been fucking cool. And I, and f since then, I've always kind of low-key called him the extreme. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the one dude who actually changes swords, which is fucking cool. But I love this, man. And also the whole, the suck zone. <laughs> it's such a good speech. I think it's to the point where the uh, the filmmakers are like, Man, we should make the tagline of the movie, It Sucks. <laughs> but they're like, no, nah, if this movie fails, do you know how hard we're going to make fun of us for that? Oh, shit. So, yeah, it, it's it's still me, but I'm sorry. This whole... Like, these are really both good actors and whatnot, and they're definitely giving their all here. But I just, at the end of the day, I really don't give a shit about the the romance or the melodrama between these two. <laughs> I really wish it was more like Atlantis, the Lost Empire, where it was about the whole group, you know, and they all got their little character moments and whatnot. Because, you know, they, a couple of them they do, like uh, um, Alan Ruck, uh, his character, the rabbit. He gets a few good lines in there, but I want to know a lot more about these characters because <laughs> they get a few moments, but they don't really get a whole lot of time to really breathe, you know? <laughs> I love that. I'm not back. I'm not back. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And then, of course, literally he'll be, like, through the whole thing. And that's also really funny. Like, 
I'm a television meteorologist. You never see him on TV. Right. You know how, actually, you know how what this movie should have started? Instead of starting in that, you know, the severe uh, storm laboratory or whatnot, or the NSSL, or as it was put, uh, they should have actually had Bill Paxton doing a weather report, and he steps off camera to get, you know, more reports as they're incoming for the next day, or the following week, or whatever. Like, why couldn't they have done that? Honestly, based on the time, I think they probably wanted to not have any possible uh nobody put in mind groundhog day in anyone's head <laughs> okay maybe not, maybe so already he's trying to get the divorce paper signed and we also see there's a little bit of shit held back where she moves her ring over her engagement ring and and shit like that but yeah again it's they give it their all. It's just not as interesting in retrospect to me at this point. I'm I'm really waiting for him to just cut away to back to uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman talking about the suck zone. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I actually do like uh, the fact that the the little like broad in joke that Bill Paxton's new wife or fiance it there it is. Fuck yeah. The suck zone. But yeah, her, his fiance is a fucking sexual therapist, which you're like, <laughs> man, that adds a whole new layer to their relationship. And I also, you know, that because I know that uh, um, both Steve Zillion and Joss Whedon were brought in to do some rewrites of the script and whatnot. Yeah, and let um, me tell you, I mean, their salary was 100 k a week, and man, how do I get a job like that? I know, right? Well, honestly, I think it's because Joss Whedon was starting to become, like, the guy to do, script you know, doctoring. script doctor. Because, um, you know, like, uh, actually, it was uh, John DeBont's previous film, which is one of my favorite action movies of all time, ever, Speed with Keanu Reeves. Um, he actually was like one of the major uh, script rewriters for that. He basically, I mean, even though the, mo the that movie is written, credited as written by Graham Yost, uh, Joss Whedon wrote like almost 90% of the dialogue. Fair. Including pop quiz hotshot. <laughs> Fucking love that shit, man. Oh, we got we got to do Speed sometime. That's one of my favorite action movies of all time. Um, and actually, I'm pretty sure it's because of Speed that John DeBont got to make this movie. Because they're like, well, we want to do something really th a big thriller uh, with lots of practical effects with a real sense of, you know, um, intense, heightened action. So this is actually... Uh, and he seemed like the first bit. This yeah, is actually, Dorothy. It's actually a tribute because what uh, Tornado Chasers actually tried to put in the path of tornadoes to get taken up is called Toto. That's right. Yeah. Because there was this is actually based on some early... Uh, like actual weather science because they yeah. um uh in like the er early 90s they were still trying to experiment and try to figure out to get temperature readings and all these other uh data about tornadoes and they used stuff where they just threw that shit into the debris field and got readings from it something and this is kind of loosely based off of yeah it. something i really love is that um there's a spotter network for spotting storms and when Bill Paxton died, they choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell out his initials, BP, with their GPS yep. beeps. 
And they've yeah. only done that honor for five people, and he was the only non-Storm Chaser to get it. And I'm like, that's really <sighs> freaking cool. I know, right, dude? It's so tragic that he had to, that he died under surgery. So, like, because he was what? He was only uh, what? Sixty, sixty-one. Yeah, he he was yeah. he was fairly young, and I honestly feel with, uh, you know, the talent uh, that he had with a lot of what he did, I I feel that he would have been one of those kind of career resurgence late life actors delivering just, you know, oh, the kind yeah, of performances um, that you think of now with like, um, uh, with like Kane or like, like Plummer. Yeah, man. Cause like I could see him, it, like if there was ever a resurgence in the Westerns, Oh yeah. I can totally see him as like a really great grizzled Western actor. Cause um, you know, he does have that kind of, you know, friendly everyman Southern charm to him. Um, and of course, you know, but he'll still always be remembered for game over, man. Game over. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? He totally, I, for- I totally forgot. He wasn't a Western. He was in a uh, uh, fucking um, tombstone. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, man, I'm dumb. You're the one. Why? <laughs> I will never never get tired of Philip Seymour Hoffman saying the suck zone. Can that be? Dude, someone make an ASMR of that. (laughs) Just someone doing a Philip Seymour Hoffman (laughs) fucking uh, imitate, like an uh, impression of Philip Seymour Hoffman just talking about the suck zone. God, that oh, would be the, the an amazing here is just so perfect. Like it makes you want right? to go with them. It's just it's it's spot on. Well, yeah, dude, because this movie was like the real life, and even though like they all acknowledge that half the science is just absolute bogus bullshit, right? This was the inspiration for a lot of real life storm chasers, man. Like this shit was their jam, you know. I guess it's kind of the equivalent of like you know a kid watching space jam and then wanting to be in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> the nineties were such a wild time for inspiration. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Looks like you're in on this. Don't you just love the fact that literally in just a couple of years, MapQuest is totally going to take this guy's job? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other thing that I really remember about this movie. One of the lines that just always stuck out to me. It, you don't fold the maps. You see this? There's like a giant crease going Wichita. Roll the maps. Don't fold my maps. <laughs> I, I remember on, you know, like a trips. Oh, here it is. Our Our villain. As you wish, <laughs> Carrie Elwes. Um, but yeah, on tr- long road trips, we still had to rely on uh, paper maps going on vacation as a kid. And, you know, my dad would always be like, don't fold the maps. <laughs> Corporate sponsors. See, once again, the villain of the movie is uh, <laughs> is corporations. But it's the funny, it's like he's not even the corporation. He's just he found sponsors. 
you know and besides he's like dude where the hell the hell do you want to get really really he's just trying to get money for science of course it's really ironic because this movie basically you know is sucking a lot of corporate cock to you know get money for this movie too like if you look at that dodge ram that they're in for the whole movie this this movie is kind of like a weird you know two hour commercial like 90 minute commercial for the uh for the dodge ram here i mean look look they do a whole bunch of glory shots for it i even remember like uh i think for some of the early uh promos for the movie uh especially when it came out on vhs uh that they had like you know twister tie-in uh car ads for this and i think i might have even seen them later in life i don't know i'll have to look them up on youtube if they're there <laughs> oh hell you stole my idea you son of a bitch They're on, only their cubes instead of instead of balls. <laughs> oh shit! Kick his ass! Kick his ass! Kick his ass! <laughs> fight! 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 A smug son of a bitch Carrie Elwes can be. My corporate sponsors will get this thing up in the air with no problem whatsoever. Slant. Such G-rated insults oh, in right? here, like... <clears throat> Although, apparently, apparently, when John DeBont was making this movie, he had the R rating in mind, but because, like, it just ballooned over, like, you know, 100 million bucks and whatnot, the studio's like, I don't know if we're gonna, you know, get as much money back if it's an R-rated movie. Let's open it up to a more family-friendly so we can get max amount of money. I mean, they're um, not wrong. But, yeah, but now, looking back on it, I'm like, dude, I would love to see the R-rated version of this shit. Like, you dude, can you bitch. imagine all the... <laughs> you, you fucking cocksucking shit face! You fucking you corporate cocksucker! I'll get you, get your fucking ass over here! Like, oh my god, that'd be, that'd be freaking cool, man. <laughs> and apparently they even had, like, gore, even gorier and more nasty injury shots and whatnot, and it was, like, way more intense. Because, I mean, you remember how, like, fucking intense uh, speed was. So, God, I can only imagine how much more intense the R-rated cut of this. Yeah, fuck the Snyder cunt. John DeBont released the, the R-rated twister. 
let's get that hashtag going because why not meanwhile this is because uh, th in because uh, we're, we're recording this in december but you guys are probably listening uh a little bit later but come may 2021 this movie will have turned uh i believe 25 years old so <laughs> yeah how about we get let's get john devon to release the r-rated cut for the 25th anniversary let's do it let's get the hashtag going oh man you know i really again like these are not bad actors and they're not terrible here but man the writing is just so boring with the melodrama honestly i feel like that's uh a, a thing with michael Crichton and his wife at the time <clears throat> i wonder if they were working shit out with with each other on this script because i know they divorced like almost a year a year after this movie came out or whatnot no not oh no wait no they they, they still wound up getting divorced but Either way, I'm wondering if they were, like, working shit out <laughs> between the two of them. And for being such a Michael Crichton movie, it's crazy how how much you have to stretch your imagination for the uh, for half of the stuff that goes on in the movie. I mean, you do a little bit, but at the same time, it's a matter of how much do you know that you even have to stretch your imagination? Cause I think this is an area That's that true. not a lot of people had a familiarity with. So they were just like, I'm going to blatantly accept a lot of this. Yeah. In the nineties, like, cause you know, the, the, this kind of science was relatively new. Now it's, you know, totally different where it's like totally commonplace, right. especially, you know, with uh, the advent of global warming and more extreme storms like this. Yeah. Um, this, that's a cool shot with the, the green, I know that uh, because they had such a bitch and a half of a time trying to get the right skies and wait around for them, uh, that they ultimately went to ILM for a lot of sky replacement. Mm. But either way, that's because even though you're doing a lot of sky replacement with, with CGI, which, again, still looks really good, um, it's still really hard to do when you want to do a lot of overcast stuff and it's constantly sunny out. Oh, this shit right here. Puts the drinks up on there and just totally forgets about them. <laughs> our corporate money our corporate money can't pay for good instinct. Right. Yeah, and there go the drinks. Yeah, we've all had that moment. It's oh, cool. Oh yeah. Hell, my dad did it with a cell phone. Oops right <laughs> oh hell yes bitches he getting dustin seymour hoffman gets to rock the deep purple here one of the you see you know when i had this rundown rickety truck that looked like it could have been souped up for mad max i always wanted to ex make uh external speakers like this <laughs> just so i could blare deep purple and classic hard rock <laughs> like this just hey you guys Oh, fuck yeah, man. Hoffman is just so infectious. Oh, he has so much fun. You can shit. tell he's just having so much fun with this character. <laughs> and this guy is like into the classical music with Beethoven. I mean, but that that is the like, perpetual chase music forever. Right? Right? And of course, because this entire movie not only takes place in Oklahoma, but was almost exclusively shot in Oklahoma. Um, 
we got to have like a little bit of a, like the, the musical Oklahoma here, right here with the, where these guys get to swing a little bit, sing a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's scenes like this where I'm like, I want to see more of these side characters. Like, I don't give a fuck about, you know, the, I don't care that she married her pe his penis. I don't give a shit. It's funny and weird, but yeah, sure, it's f weird and whatnot, but I don't care about their, like, this weird tr love triangle. I want to know more about these side characters, because they are infinitely more entertaining. <laughs> no. Again, because their chemistry is good. They are both doing a very good job. It's just the script does not interest me. I I want more from this. Because, although this scene is actually pretty good. Especially when, you know, he gets so involved he starts going off-road. <laughs> what kind of therapist... Come on, say it. <laughs> I will give it that though. It does add a new layer that it, she he's a, a he's about to marry a sexual therapist. <laughs> like that just adds a whole new level to uh Helen's relationship uh, her and uh, um Bill and Helen uh Helen Hunt's relationship. <laughs> this shit is so fucking funny. You know, he would think he would already, he would feel that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. I like how calm she is as they're about to plow into farm equipment. I mean, to be fair, she is a professional storm chaser, so... <laughs> I imagine that level of, like, you know, Air Force pilot calm comes with the territory. <laughs> and the others are just, I actually, I see, this is what I wish it was from the point of view. It's like their, their arguing is from the point of view of the supporting characters, where they're just, like, sitting back, eating popcorn, listening, and like, oh, man, how much you want to bet, like, you, one of them is going to, like, just pull over already. I don't <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, hell, we got our cyclone. <laughs> Such good side characters. God. Hoo Tokyo Drift! Oh, my God, can you just... That poor stunt driver who's uh, driving with the uh, the camper topper in there right. and trying to do a drift like that. Like, Jesus. Oh, hell. Follow him. Our corporate sponsors can't, uh, can't keep up with their intellect, right? Because it's clearly inferior. And I like how though. the corporate people, it's just black every vehicle. Woo! Uh, and I mean, look, it's, I it's really, I mean, we're what? 
only you know half hour into we the are, movie, um, finally got a tornado. Yeah. it's not that slow of a build, which is good. No, it's not. Yeah, the the, the pacing is actually still really really on point and also that that cgi that's not bad for 96 that's that's right. still not and bad actually i mean he did i mean the he very clearly wanted to use as many practical effects for this film as possible so cgi is oh yeah as minimally as needed now that's a trailer moment right there tighten your seatbelt. going off road because we're hardcore motherfucker Also, you idiot for driving into a ditch. <laughs> eh. There's you can only there's only one way out and and that's forward. Oh shit. It's gaining on him. Now here comes the uh the the what I call the uh, the tornado porn shot, the big money shot. <laughs> right here where it just takes out the fucking barn. Don't you just love how pretty much, no matter what it was, uh, if you wanted to portray something that was natural but also very threatening, you would just use lion sound effects? <laughs> no shit. But yeah, uh, but it's it's crazy how much mileage they get out of you know, sound design for wind. <laughs> I bet this really is kind of a Tuesday for, you know, just a normal Tuesday for uh, your average store chain, sir. Okay, now here's where the movie's full first, like, major bullshit moment has. Where they literally just hold on to a plank right next to a fucking tornado. And then... This is just dumb. I know it's a character thing. I know it's a script thing because, you know, there, she's, like, got this weird fascination for tornadoes. But she's like, I want to see it. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you are a meteorologist. Get the fuck down. Especially if they're, the, the wind is strong enough to move the car, but not them. But it's okay, because we're forgiving. Because <laughs> is honestly, movies like this have to answer yes to ver two very crucial questions: Is it interesting at minimum, or is it cool? If it answers yes to at least one of those, we're all willing to give it a pass. Because yeah, they should have totally been sucked right up with that thing. If that thing could lift a car, you know, a, yeah, how would they are right? A, a, <laughs> they're also not even that muddy all things considered and they were next to a giant mud pile they should be covered but i do love that at cut i was like where's my truck oh there it is <laughs> that was insane that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome i love this character so much oh my god 
Why wasn't he just the star of the movie? Because he steals the show. It's actually kind of annoying how much they shove him into the into the background of the, of all the shots. Yeah, who can? Okay, yeah, you're comforted. Fine, fuck off. More, just just give me more of Dustin Seymour Hoffman. Seriously. <laughs> oh shit oh uh, you know just a little bit <laughs> that's that's that honestly you know you know those like uh movie challenges where like explain your favorite movie in the most boring way possible that's the this description for this movie it was windy <laughs> i really want to know just how much he was just you know basically just riffing and improving the whole time because i imagine a lot of this was just just you know philip seymour hoffman probably high as a kite riffing on set Uh, <laughs> he knows where this is going. <laughs> and then just the way Bill Paxton does it, like just holds that shit eating green the whole time. He's like, don't even think about it. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and of course, cuts right to it. <laughs> Okay, so this is where the score rum starting to get reminded of uh, the movie Speed a little bit. I'm actually curious who did the music for this. I need to check yeah, it out. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Oh yeah, Mark Man Yeah, Mark Mancia. The, the, he, he also did the score for uh, um, Speed as well, mm. which, in my opinion, is a grossly under uh, like uh, underappreciated movie score. Because that shit alone is enough to, like, holy shit, this is intense. <laughs> I think uh, Roger Ebert called them bruised forearm movies for good reason, because you're just constantly gripping the forearm of the person next to you in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do have to kind of agree with you, though. I mean, like, they have all these wonderful little characters running around, and you kind of do really want more of them. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, because, you know, in my opinion, one of the best, uh, you know, character ensemble action-adventure movies in the last couple of years has been uh, the animated La Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Because you're like, yeah, this movie's kind of by the numbers, but the characters are just so much fun, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I mean, like, I that's that's a lot of it. Like, you know, a mediocre movie can oh, very much be saved by if it has interesting characters and good actors in those characters. Oh, yeah, charismatic actors can often make or break movies. Oh, dude, check it out. It's the Pepsi logo. <laughs> dude, Pepsi was... You're like, yeah, man, how did they... Like, oh, wow, all those reshoots and all the ballooning uh, production. How do you guys pay for that? Pepsi. This this film brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> how, uh, it's refreshing. <laughs> Me as I uh, gratuitously drink a Coke. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, because in addition to like the Dodge, like, you know, the heavy product placement of the Dodge Ram, as we're seeing right now, along with Pepsi, you know, like, yeah, that's like, that does add up how they were able to cover all the, uh, all this shit. <laughs> I'm evil. I'm evil. I don't have like actual, I'm not a real scientist. Oh, this shit's cool though. Oh, I do really love how Paxton manages to sell like his character's level of instincts here. He's the tornado whisperer, really, isn't he? Hooah! This is this is really cool, like stunt drive right here. Or just oh wait no, I'm I'm thinking of a different one. But there's like a shot I know where he does literally like an entire 180. I like the fact that like apparently they were close enough to follow like that quickly behind him, even though I know right. Yeah, half the like half the spatial continuity doesn't really make sense. But again, you don't really give a shit because is it cool? The answer is yes. <laughs> there's the Pepsi logo fucking again, again with the Pepsi logo. Oh, shit. Yeah, see, it's like the closer shots of the tornado where it's like, eh. But you're like, you know what? It was 95, 96, so you're willing to kind of forgive that. But it is crazy how, like, you know, because I think uh, John DeBont was like, yeah, I kind of, because CGI is getting such a huge uh, growth these days, especially in the wake of Jurassic Park um, and T2, that they're like, well, it, it, there's not going to be a whole lot of time left to do, like, you know, big budget action, original big budget action thrillers relying heavily on practical effects. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, until, like, movies like The Force Awakens where the demand was, like, so intense that there was no way that the studio couldn't do practical effects. <laughs> and, of course, you know, with filmmakers like, uh, you know, Chris Nolan, who is really pushing the envelope of doing as much physically in camera as possible. Oh, yeah. And me, and me, just as like you know, a filmmaker and himself, like if I'm gonna do any, if I'm gonna try to avoid CGI, if I can, I will, because in camera stuff just looks constantly better. Yeah. Um, because there's there's a weird untouchability, uh, of at, real fo photograph things that no matter how good your animation and how good your company is and how good the work feels, it's never really going to nail quite that that level of uh of unpredictability that real life photography uh captures yeah and this and you can tell they should use a lot of even though there is some cgi with like the funnels because you know obviously they can't wait to right for you know photograph a real tornado um but for the amount of practical stuff that they do it is kind of amazing uh just how much that they do in camera it's really cool to look at like all this 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 must have been like a day where they just waited for it to start pissing rain for them to do a whole bunch of photography i'm sorry but oh yeah. you know like a, yeah these water tornadoes were probably one of the lesser effects because i mean you look at that you're like eh. but we're okay because it's cool and we get this wonderfully iconic moment to come here yep I swear, I know I'm built. Oh shit! It's splitting in half. 
We got sisters, man. We got sisters. I wonder if that was a uh, Shining reference of the Grady <laughs> twins. I bet the animators were calling these the Grady Tornadoes. <laughs> Come play with us, Billy. Come play with us, Billy. Forever and ever and ever. Oh, cow. Yep, but this was actually there a redo. Is. Oh, wait, was, was they it? They redid the CGI from Jumanji where they used a zebra and just, like, made it into a cow. Well, it's black and, well, you know, black and white zebra, I guess, you know. I guess you could morph it into a cow. Yeah. <laughs> Save a little bit of money there. <laughs> I think that's all. this movie's also the reason why anytime we pass up cows driving through the Midwest, we're just like, cow! <laughs> oh shit so this torn these two tornadoes were able to pick up several cows but not the ca the car i think i think the implication is that they're playing off each other so that's why the car is not going up because it's too oh okay okay i see they were right in the middle of the uh yeah, they're right in the middle of a, a bisexual suck zone, <laughs> which sounds so dirty and fun. Look how wet it's gotten. Oh, just that that tornado just finished all over that car. And you can tell these two are way into it. And it's and it's funny because she's the sexual therapist. <laughs> like, holy shit, that was dangerous. <laughs> Oh, hon, I'm so sorry. I love chasing tornadoes. Oh, you don't. Well, sorry. Come along. <laughs> Get on board, bitch. This is the wor This is the worst. Take your wife to a to work day ever. That was really traumatic. <laughs> I'm gonna need therapy, and not the kind that I do. No. <laughs> okay, that that was a Joss Whedon line. Let's be yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh dude, I've totally forgot. That's Jeremy Davies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um if you guys remember yeah, if you remember him, he was uh um uh God, what what was his name? Private uh uh No, Corporal Oppum from uh, yeah. Private Ryan. I wonder if this movie, you know, Spielberg was like, hey, man, maybe we should cast him in, in, uh, in this. <laughs> oh, this. I love this. Food! Food! <laughs> and, of course, we cut straight to where we're going, mm -hmm. naturally. That's, that's just the nature of movies. But, yeah, that's another movie that, quote that I'll uh, pull out a lot. Just like, um, you know, I, like, what do you, what do you guys want to do? Food. Food. <laughs> Food. We require sustenance. <laughs> Just shit like this. And of course we have uh um Aunt Meg. This is one of my absolute favorite parts coming up. Favorite one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. Oh wait, is it the uh the, the slaughter your cows bit? She slaughters her own cows? <laughs> I love it. Love <laughs> it's it. Like, Oh yeah, just <laughs> just like man, this is really good steak. Where'd you get the meat? You see my cows out back? No. Oh. 
I love that shit. But yeah, Lois Smith, man. Um, I remember uh, seeing her also in uh, Minority Report as the uh, the weird lady who invented pre-crime. Because I know she's got a, like, a long career. Can you believe she's still alive right now? She's like 90. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Steaks. Man, dude, I could go for some really good steak like that. Steak and eggs? Fuck, dude. Mashed potatoes? Fuck, now I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I love that. You slaughtered it. <laughs> nice. Oh, the gravy. Oh, yeah. Make that, <laughs> make that gravy volcano. I love how she's, like, just getting all this shit plopped in front of her. I wonder if she was, like, a vegetarian or something. Probably. Did we miss it? Because, honestly, it's just how uncomfortable she looks. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, shit. Boo! Corp, fuck off to your corporate masters. Yeah, it's funny because all these scientists in the '90s who actually looked ahead to try to find, like, improve early warning systems, mm -hmm. they just got fucked later. You know, ten years down the line, when global warming really started to pick right. up. And now it's just like, oh yeah, maybe it'll, maybe it'll snow in August. Maybe it'll maybe there'll be like one tornado. Maybe it'll be a mild one. I don't know. We won't know until it's like an hour ahead. <laughs> Imminent ruin. I mean, for all God, his dialogue is so good. <laughs> I know, right? Again, I feel like that's heavily Joss Whedon's part on this sort of thing, because he's obnoxiously good with those the, the the dialogue, especially with like the the snappy quips and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, for all intents and purposes, because, like, global warming and all that shit's kind of fucked the planet and whatnot, I'm just like, yeah, I would, I would not shock me if by the time we start recording this, we'll have, like, the first recorded tornado in, in, in the Midwest in January, you know? <laughs> I wish this was like an actual scene in the movie that they're describing here because this right. sounds amazing to see. It actually reminds me of uh, that great King of the Hill episode where um, uh, Hank gets naked from a, a tornado in the uh, Luann's old trailer park. Do you remember that episode? Wait, which one? The the King of the Hill episode where uh um uh Hank Hill gets naked from a giant tornado. No, no I don't. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny because like, you know, Luann uh is getting uh, evicted because her old trailer park is like turned over and they need to turn it back over. They he has a big argument with Peggy about it and uh they go out to the area where the uh, the the trailer's been put back up. 
um, it's her. It's like Peggy and Luann. And he hears over the uh, the radio that uh, there's going to be a tornado coming out. So he has to go out and rescue uh, Peggy and tell her that he's like, I will not have the last thing that I said to Peggy be like, I fucking hate you or some shit. <laughs> um, so he goes out there and right as the storm hits, he's holding on to a, 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 a phone pen pole and all of his clothes start coming off. <laughs> As he says, I'm sorry, I love you, Peggy. <laughs> and uh, he's left naked and he's like, uh, and, and it's like the eye of the storm. And he's like, uh, is Luann still alive? I'm right here. And he's like, and he has an option of seeing, of putting a, a, a cactus or covering himself with the, uh, the flag of Texas to cover up to get to the shelter. <laughs> and he and of course he take being a proud texan he takes the cactus yep. and walks in there uh and apparently there's this random old lady in there too and he's like go oh, guess get in here you jackass no no i don't want that old lady looking oh don't mind me i've seen a barrel full of pickles in my time <laughs> such a good episode dude but oh yeah, we also got to see that whole bit where they talked about the uh, the different levels of tornadoes and how the F the legendary F five <laughs> is the god of th th the thumb of God. Only slightly better than uh well uh, probably uh, the the only better use of the word the words God's thumb was of course in the movie Holes and the book. <laughs> Oh, shit! We got another one! It's crazy how many tornadoes these motherfuckers chase. Because this is cause well, but I think it, this whole that's movie... That's the whole premise of the movie, is that it's the perfect, like, storm uh, center for season? creating tornadoes. Like, that's why it's all happening right here. It's like the one time, oh, gosh, all the weather's lighting up for all the tornadoes, so we gotta go. Yeah. That's the whole premise. But it's crazy... <laughs> Still, it's crazy how many tornadoes were ravaging, because because I think this whole movie, outside of you know the opening prologue in 1969, all of this takes place in like the span of like you know 24, 36 hours. Yeah, which is nuts when you think about it. Like they chase so many tornadoes in this span of time. <laughs> I love that. She's like, yeah, you better run. Like I, because you know how Meg is just like so seasoned with these guys. Right. And they know just exactly how what the chase is like and how it's just but, go, but go, it, go, and on, on, on. But it's also a kind of thing where it's like, I don't want you here, shoo. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone so I can just hang out with my golden retriever dog. And my, and my dead many cows. Weird, <laughs> and my dead cows and my very weird uh, wind bell system. Oh, dude, these helicopter shots, seriously... Uh, that, and apparently, okay. Wakita made yeah. a museum to this movie. Yeah, I read about that. I'm like, dude, for real? Now I kind of want to visit it and go. <laughs> dude, this except, helicopter Except shot. the Look downside is you have to go to Oklahoma. That's very true. But man, look at these helicopter shots, man. They are just nuts with how fast and uh, kinetic they keep the energy going with these great action sequences. Oh, yeah. Man, dude, I need to get this score now because this shit is a lot better than i remember because it's been a while since i watched this movie i don't know how long it's been for you uh, it, it's been a hot minute but you know you remember the beats well enough and 
Isn't that Van Halen that they're playing? They're blasting right now. I'm I not familiar that... enough with Van Halen. It might be. I'm pretty sure it is. But man, just quick, quick thing to say. God rest, fucking Eddie Van Halen's soul, man. He's rocking up in rock and roll heaven right now. I I'm the weird one. '80s rock kind of missed me. I am very much about all the uh, the '90s uh, rock music. I mean, I'm familiar uh, so... with some of the '80s stuff, but. The only 80s music that has my heart is uh, some new wave stuff and 80s punk. Right. Right on. Yeah! Oh, man. I love the amount of testosterone. Just stupid testosterone that these guys do. Fucking awesome, man. Rabbit is good. Rabbit is wise. <laughs> oh, man. And I mean, like, I, don't, I feel so bad for Alan Rock because he's not a bad actor, but he has just not had breaks in his later career. I mean, come on. A bit tiny, like, almost, like, not even a supporting role in The Dark Knight. Like, what's happened, man? Poor dude. Yeah, for real. Like, uh, it's, it's kind of weird because this really was, like, Alan Ruck's kind of uh, major career height in, like, the early – in the late 80s, early 90s. Because, you know, first he had Ferris Bueller. Oh, shit! Uh, first he had Ferris Bueller, and then you had um, fucking Speed, and then you had this movie. It's never a boring ride with Alan Ruck, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love – Hello. Yeah, it's real considerate of you to uh, pull out of a, a fucking corn maze and not even have the courtesy of signaling or stopping to look. Sorry, but that one, that if I'm look, like looking at that as like a traffic officer or whatever, it's kind of on them. You know, they're just driving down a designated I mean, road on mine and their own business. It is kind of on them, but at the same time, uh, the other guy is being a dick and kind of, uh, how do I put this? Um he's invading their territory yeah a little bit well it's all about the friendly competition i tell you what i also really do love the design how you know these guys they're all like an eclectic caravan of all these different crazy weird vehicles with their own personality and whatnot like one of them even has like a a tornado paint like rock band painted on the side of it and literally you know jonas's whole caravan is literally just a bunch of minivans and that's it oh yeah then that's the other <laughs> joke in this movie uh anytime the winds slow to uh, if the pop here's the thing pop quiz hot shot Tell me if I'm wrong, but if the winds go slower than 50 miles an hour, the di the dialogue between Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many wonderful little speed connections with this movie. Mm. I'm actually curious, what did John DeBont do since that? Because I know he got his major break for being the director of photography of the first Die Hard movie, and that gave him the inspiration to do Speed, you know, especially with the opening uh, elevator sequence, and then he got this movie. But I'm trying to think what he's done after that. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, he has. Okay, so he hasn't. He's done very little directing. He's only ever directed five movies. 
So it looks like a lot of what he's done has still been uh, being the cinematographer. Of, yeah. Oh, he hasn't worked in a while. Yeah, he's, he, he, uh, I mean, he's he produced a little bit. Man, yeah, he's had a very off and on career. It looks like maybe he bowed yeah, out for a while. I don't know. He did the uh, the Speed Two movie, which Oof. is a weird movie. <laughs> really weird. He also uh, did. Uh, uh, the Cradle of Le- the Laura Croft sequel. So he, which he greatly regretted deciding on this sequence because he didn't realize how much of a pain in the ass the Hale sequence would actually end up being. So it was like a oh great idea that turned into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having rain sequences is one thing. Doing Hale is a whole nother thing entirely, especially for the safety of the actors. Because when you see hail raining down on bill paxton here that shit's real right and that's uncomfortable to shoot in like e- even if that was uh even if it was like fake stuff that just like disintegrated <laughs> as soon as it hits you <laughs> <laughs> but man dude that shit's intense as an actor to do especially like on your fingertips and whatnot like if it hits your finger just oh, like a yeah. really big chunk one like ah god Another Pepsi logo. Oh, oh my God. The Star <laughs> Wars reference. Yeah. It's not really fun until there's a Star Wars reference. Um, oh, geez. He's actually kind of, his, his fingers kind of bleeding there too. Maybe, Ooh, maybe he did get kind of hurt there. Holy shit. Look at that debris. Yeah, man, that's just fucking intense. God, can you imagine trying to shoot this shit? Oof. I mean, not ju- not just the logistics of it, but also protect all the, you know, the ca- camera and sound equipment and, and all the crap cast and whatnot. <laughs> oh, jeez, the giant umbrella. <laughs> I want to know how many storm chasers have just based their entire identity around <laughs> Dusty's character here. I wish we could see just how crazy she was. I really want to see it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Shit. Well, you got to love to be the PA who must have thrown that branch at Bill Paxton (laughs) God knows how many times. I wonder if that was like a, that was a moment where John DeBont just went full Sam Raimi and just threw debris at, at Bill Paxton off camera just to fuck with him. Oh shit! I think that's another. Tr- hey, wait a minute. The uh, the tricycle. <laughs> Ow! Ow! But yeah, they got hit with a tricycle. I wonder if that's another Stanley Kubrick Shining reference. I wonder if they didn't actually it's... hit a kid and kept it in the movie. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> just a random kid just happened to slap onto the windshield. His head burst apart. Oh shit! It's not really a blockbuster without some explosions. Because unfortunately, uh, this was like right around the time when Michael Bay was starting to make a name for himself. Oh, yeah. You know, it's actually kind of amazing that, you know, you would think on a movie like this, he would total... This feels like a movie he would have produced. (laughs) You know? If he... Because I know he had to make his name on The Rock and then later Bad Boys. 
but so he wasn't quite there yet. But if you imagine if he would like made his name in the eighties, oh no, crying over spilled censors. Um, <laughs> but if he had made his name in the eighties and he could have been a producer, I feel like this is the kind of movie he would have produced. I mean, you know? I could see that. I, I will say, I am a, I I will die on the hill that The Rock is a great movie. Yeah, I'm. I, I re- the cone of silence, <laughs> such a weird line, um, but uh, yeah, I I just can't really fucking hate Michael Bay because he made Pearl Harbor, and I will never forgive him yeah. for that. I was held hostage for three days in history class to watch that damn movie. I actually went three days. I went out of my way when I was younger to get a copy while it was still in print of the Criterion Collection edition of The Rock. Oh man! Because I'm sorry that that is Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage at their peaks, dude. For real, it's fucking dead, man. It's dead in the water. Oh shit! Ooh. The trike's still there, dude. What the hell is that thing hanging off the uh, the 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 uh, the rearview mirror? Is that like a fucking golf? Oh, I don't even know what the hell that is. Oh, that's a uh, part like of a... an electrical line. It's part of one of the transport lines. Oh, uh, okay, right on the boxes up top. Gotcha. But yeah, dude, I think that uh, that tricycle's mo- it has to be a shining reference because they reference it several times in this movie. I've got to have an emotional moment for my hatred against tornadoes. I know that they're trying to go for like that, you know, USS Indianapolis kind of pathos, but my God, it just does not work. I mean, it kind of works here with the actors because, again, they're really charismatic. They really work with the material here, but holy shit, even on paper, it doesn't work. At least not for me. I don't know how you feel. I'm sorry. There's a storm raging. How loud is he being that the car can pick it up from that distance? I know. And so crystal clear, right? Because this is me like right up against the microphone. This is me way back here. Can you hear me? Right. I don't know if you can hear me. You're just, you're dead. I'm loud. So you can always hear me, which is why I'm not super close to my mic. Because then I'll break, I'll kill everyone. But I'm a loud person. It won't bring your dad back. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's much better now right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beauty sunset shot right there. Man, dude, these helicopter shots. Fucking beautiful, actually. Because now I'm really seeing, like, how John DeBont's um, uh, uh, camera uh, finesse and his experience as a director of photography really come into play into this movie. Oh, yeah. And again, this again, this is the one time where we go back to the uh, the, the laboratory. This almost never comes back. And look, another fucking Pepsi. There's so many subliminal Pepsi logos, <laughs> and I kind of love it. It's actually, uh, you know what? Maybe we should turn that into a drinking game for everyone. Oh God! Is like every time there's a pu- uh, a Pepsi. Uh, and here uh, it comes. Here it comes. There it is. Oh yeah. 
You know, I remember this is actually the first uh, time I was actually introduced to The Shining ever. Oh. Because, you know, I was like a, I was like a kid. I was watching these on, D, uh, on VHS and whatnot in the basement. And I was like, oh, what is that movie? And my mom explained, oh, yeah, you don't want to see that movie. That's way too scary for you. <laughs> and even nowadays, I'm like, oh, shit, that is way too scary. <laughs> I didn't see that movie until college. So, um, but yeah, uh, and a, look, there it is. Like, we got A Night of Horrors, The Shining, and Psycho. Yep. So those are the two movies that are supposed to be playing. Um, oh, it's kind of weird that they didn't actually show any footage of Psycho at all. I don't know that there is think? a, a one-moment iconic scene from Psycho that you can throw in this movie uh, keeping the rating tempered like there is that moment in The Shining. Yeah, because it's literally just, it's the shower scene. Mm -hmm. you, there's no capital Or the reveal. Either way, those are not yeah, fun either moments way. to toss in here. Yeah, I mean, I maybe you could get away with the, you know, the conversation between Norman Bates and, uh, 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 um, wow, I'm blanking on her name. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm, I had whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, what was it? Um, what, what was, what the hell was her name? Um, that actress, uh, fucking Janet Leigh, uh, yeah, Janet Leigh's character. Uh, maybe you could get away with the whole conversation where, you know, she's talking to Norman Bates in the motel and, like, the imposing taxidermy is behind. I guess you could get away with that, but it's just not as interesting. It's not the shower scene. So I guess the, maybe it's in the R-rated version, you know? Who knows? Release the R-rated version, John DeBont. <laughs> Oh, and we got the divorce finalized with the signing. Of course, it really won't matter because we just, you know, when you watch all these movies, especially like in the 90s when it was really commonplace for these uh, melodramatic movies and whatnot. Um, but you just know, you just fucking know they're going to get together in the end. Like this divorce means nothing. <laughs> it's just, it's just a way to kind of kill the time in between the beats because like i said as soon as the uh, the wind wind speed drops below 50 miles an hour these scenes between them become really fucking boring because <laughs> honestly now is a really great time to go to the bathroom kids <laughs> like if you're just you like eh, go, whatever because it's 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 yeah exactly like ah eh, they're still kind of mad but not really they're probably gonna get together in the end yeah it's okay She's having doubts, blah, 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 it's whatever, you know. It's really obligatory, and it's kind of boring. Um, did you actually hear they're supposed to, like, thinking about remaking the movie? Really? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe if they, like, have the same level of practical effects as they did for this movie, and just, like, fuck the melodrama and just give me more of the side characters maybe that would be a really cool reboot or just be like, you know, a reboot that's in or a remake that's inspired by and, but it's still just kind of its own thing. Like, uh, you know, it takes certain elements from this. It's not really called Twister. Um, and it does take a lot of, uh, things that we remember from this movie, but ultimately it's its own story about storm chasers. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. I'd fucking direct that. <laughs> Give me, 
hey well Hey, uh, Universal, give me $100 million. I will fucking deliver. <laughs> it's like, I got this. Just give me a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, dude. I'll fucking do it. Why not? Oh, shit. Did you hear about the urban myth of the uh, yes. movie theater that Toro, like, uh, there was a tornado during a screening of this movie at a drive-in? Yeah. It's an urban myth, but a tornado did destroy a drive-in around the time, so it's understandable that the myth would start. Yeah. And it's just a really fun little, you know, it's a fun story, even if it isn't totally accurate. Who gives a shit? You know, actually, that would be my thing. If I ever remake this, if they remake this movie and I get to make it in an ideal world, what would that be? Um, But it'd be fucking cool to have this movie playing... In the drive-in theater yeah. <laughs> as it takes out. That'd be kind of fun. It'd be like a little, ee, you know, just like a little wink to the camera. Ha, ha, ha. Dude, for real, the sirens are going. Don't look at it. I swear, she is like a fucking fly to a buzz zapper. Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Although I hear this. I love how the sirens are going off. And everyone's going, are going, and she has to tell these people to get underground. Now this is a cool shot. Oh yeah, Great the way shot. the uh, the screen rips off, and how the projection is still going. Oh, that's fucking cool, man. And of course, what's scare? How can we make a tornado scarier coming at you out of the darkness? Let's throw Jack Nicholson's murderous face onto it. <laughs> That's the only way I could think of to make this a tornado fucking scarier. Is it? It can't just emerge out of the dark, and it can't just be coming right at you. We gotta project Jack Nicholson's murderous face onto the face of this tornado. Oh shit! Get everyone inside. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Brace yourselves. Woo! Oh, oh. Yeah, dude. Keep your heads down, because, man, that glass. Oh, man, the sound design is a lot better than I remember. Yeah. God, I miss the 90s. The, the technical acumen of this movie is, is really quite quite extraordinary. Especially with the amount of mileage that they get out of wind sound effects. Yeah. And all of this shit was practical. This was just, you know, a set that they built that they were going to have, you know, a controlled demolition where they'd have the actors in safe positions. Oh, look, more Pepsi. And then they just blew shit through and added some CGI just to spice it up for really dangerous stunts like that. That was cool. Just like, holy shit. I almost, my head almost got taken out. Oh, how amazing would this movie have been if, like, it just decapitated him? Oh. And his head, and his head, well, his head, like, he just held an expression of disbelief, and then his head just falled onto his lap. For, like, it, it just, like, <laughs> it's like one of those stupid things that we'd see in, like, fucking Piranha 3D or something dumb like that. There went the Winnebago. Not the Winnebago. 
<sighs> They're also really getting their money's worth with those sparks effects. So many sparks, you guys. Woo! Make it rain! Woo! Damn! Now I see why they did turn this into a ride at Universal. Right. And I'm really sad that I didn't get to do it because, man, that sounded like fun. Oh, shit. Check it out. It's Dorothy herself, Judy Garland. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Now, okay, so we were talking about how good the sound design was. This is, I think, where the sound design was really fucking good. Because they utilize these great props of the... Uh, um, these wind chimes and whatnot, but the way they build the uh, the the tension of the the coming storm, it honestly feels like warning bells. Yeah, you know, like uh, you remember in 2012 where you had um, the uh, the Dalai Lama hit, hitting the giant yeah. bell to warn of the tsunami. It's I'm kind of getting the same vibe with this, but better because it's a lot more unique. Uh, talk about your dinner your uh, movie dates gone wrong man especially when uh, your date's tree car is in a tree around the corner <laughs> shell shocked now I'm actually now that's the other thing that I'm like wait how uh, upon watching this, how the hell did their uh, uh, caravan not get taken out? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. It's near Wichita. It's gonna hit Meg. Oh, Wakita, not Wichita. My mistake. I read that completely wrong. Aunt Meg! We gotta go save Aunt Meg! <laughs> not Aunt Meg! Ah, uh, shit. He is fucking map questing right now. I love it. Don't you remember? Do you remember the days before that where you actually had to use maps, kids? Good times, am I right? This shit's too intense. I'm divorcing you over this. Bye bye. Dude, you were, this is just literally one day of this, and you're just, like, going to break up with him over that? Dude, that line, though, this was sooner what? or later. Oh, yeah. we weren't meant to be. Long term, this wasn't going to work. But I want you to get a divorce. Like, wow. Like, dude, you you were, uh, you were storm chasing with, this, uh, with your man for one day, and you decide to break up with him? Yeah, what a pussy. But again, that line. <laughs> Uh, this was never going to last. Like, eventually, I'm like, you were making him get a divorce when you already had the mindset in your head that this was not going to last long term. What the hell? What kind of sexual therapist are you? Yeah, right? 
The only the only fucking therapy that you're giving out is literally getting fucked in the ass, man. <laughs> I'm glad you walked. And by the way, Helen Hunt is way hotter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your therapist about that. Walk it down. Oh hell. Dude, okay, so, yeah, okay, there are the fucking Sparks again, so they're really getting their money's worth again. But, dude, sparks look at this shit. Sparks are an easy effect to use that look cool. It's not ever yeah, a but bad they're really, idea. They're just really, you know, they're just really going nuts with it. But, oh, this shit, this I thought was a great little moment that they had. Like, actually in the script, I'm like, oh, oh, that's actually really good. It's when Joe looks and sees... A family not unlike her own. It, it honestly, I'm ninety nine percent sure that those are the exact same uh, actors. Hmm. I'm. They never it, do show I the dad's be, face. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost positive that's the case. It probably isn't, but either way, that's a really cool little ghostly character moment. Um, but yeah, dude, when you really look at this, like, especially for the wide shots. This shit had to be, this is a set that had to be built and dressed. And, you know, you had to have all these extras and all the, the fire elements, the sparks. Got to have the sparks. Very important. See? <laughs> but all this shit that they had to get, that's um, Why would really they, cool. I mean, like, she saw the wind. She had to have a shelter to go to. Well, yeah, she went into her basement. But I think later on she's explained, like, I barely managed to get downstairs. Like, it just happens so fucking fast. But, man, look at the set. They had, again, to because it's one thing to build a set from the ground up. It's another thing entirely to have a wrecked set. Yeah. Because, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's not that hard. You just have to, you know, make a set and then wreck it. I'm like, no, you have to wreck it and make it safe. Yeah. And also you have to, you know, have areas for the, the, uh, the crew and equipment to to actually be able to do their yep. job wreck sets are a bitch and a half and with the amount of damage that they do on this it's actually really cool to look at <laughs> not the dog the dog will live so many sparks oh jesus ah uh -huh. This is the one moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, my God. But good for her. She's such a good sport about it. She's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I don't need I'll, I'll drive myself to the hospital. Forget it. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I do love her character a lot in this movie. Oh, shit. Not the TV. Not the TV. By oh, the not way, the for any of you who have not had a TV fall on you, I can tell you from experience it is unpleasant. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Those, and I need those an old, old TVs. TV, not one of these newfangled. <laughs> yeah, and the flat, yeah. the flat screen TVs, you thought those were bad to fall on you? You have not lived until you've had a 50-inch television tube set fall on oh. top of you, man. Shit. Dude, I still have like, a look, beast of a 27-inch old tube TV, which I keep because old gaming is perfect for it. Oh, fuck but yeah, like, dude. Oh, my gosh. Every time I have to move that thing, I'm just like, oh, please, no. 
that is that's a two person job minimum. Oh no, it is like, I had a and big... I'm huge, so I just manhandle it myself, but it's not fun. <sighs> no, no, those things are a bitch and a half. Get the ball get the dog. <laughs> get, the dog needs to live, you guys. The fucking dog needs to live. You know, honestly, that is a rule I'm I'm becoming more and more happy that they're finally doing away with, like, the pets and the kids must survive. Like, I'm happy Hollywood's moving away from that. Like, not because I want to see them die, but just, like, be realistic here. Yeah. I do love that line that we just, that just passed. Like, I'll, forget it. I'll drive myself to the hospital. <laughs> Honey, you can't. Your car's in a tree around the corner. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. They got her out just in time. Yeah, but man, all that beef. I know, all the steak. The glorious steak. Oh, poor baby doggo. That poor, that poor dog must have been terrified through that whole ordeal. Because I had a, uh, um, a black lab growing up. Poor thing hated storms. Mm. He would either go straight down to the basement... Or even more hilariously and pathetically, he would actually try to get under my parents' bed. But because he was too big, only his head would fit. And so you would have just a dog with his entire body and head and butt sticking out. And it was so cute, but also so adorable. He hated thunderstorms so much. I miss my dog. For real, though. Yeah, see, so she the 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 wind did alert her, just not nearly enough time. It just happened too fast. Oh fuck, an F five. You gotta hunt down those tornadoes like the Moby Dick. <laughs> that must have been a, that'd be an interesting prequel to watch a teenage Joe just like on her own trying to just yeah. chase storms. I, you know, I can't even watch this movie now though without thinking of that that picture of the tornado in the background out in the field and the guy just mowing his lawn. <laughs> It's like, yep, it's like same shit as always here in Oklahoma. Yep, just another dang old day. Like, uh, what was that uh, that meme of, uh, like, you know, there's a tornado that's going to hit in California. Everyone take cover! But people in, like, uh, you know, like either Kansas or Indiana, they're that old that old black lady just leaning on her, sh uh, on her knees like, come and get some! <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, so this is where they get. Now, this is something that really did bug me. It took them this to get them their idea that they needed to make their sensors more uh, aerodynamically uh, friendly in order to get into the air. <laughs> you would think they would have had that in the original design. Right. Because if you're a meteorologist, you need to have a basic understanding of aerodynamics. Maybe. But... 
yeah, I guess, whatever. But then again, who? Do, what do I know? I'm not a scientist. I, fl- I, I I got like a C on my tornado science experiment in middle school. So I'm not a scientist. There but are any I meteor one in a movie? Oh look, more Pepsi. Another drink, people. But this is kind of cool how they managed to use the product placement as a practical means. I like how they're like, just... we need cutters, and they're using friggin' scissors. Like, uh... They're, yeah, although, of course, they do have the right idea of having, like, a shitload of Band-Aids in the background. Because, as you can see, they get cut up real easy. Because, yeah, if you've ever cut up aluminum, uh, it's it's a bitch and a half. Uh, I, I do know that, yes. It will... It will fuck your day up. Yep, and you can see they got lots of bloody hands on there. They are literally putting their blood, sweat, and tears into their work. Good Ooh, for them. Ooh, look at that baby. Damn, that is a fat ass. I do not want that one to... St- I'm all for big big ladies st- uh, stepping on me, but I don't want that lady stepping on me. I don't think I'd be able to make it. <laughs> Let's load this baby up. <laughs> They've been trying to be so careful to an extent. Now they're just like, dump. dump, Just dump it in. Like, who gives a shit? Maybe it'll malfunction. Maybe it won't. Whatever. Honestly, but then again, like I said, it's movie. It's movie shit where you want to keep the things fast and exciting and entertaining and whatnot. So... You gotta have that. These sensors you know, big, are super important, pace. but we're gonna drill into them and just tap some aluminum on top. <laughs> <laughs> Tie it on top so it'll fly and be more aerodynamically efficient. Woo, doggy. That is a big ass tornado. I'm actually kind of surprised that they're that close and they're not like yeah. already being lifted up. Considering you know, the you size see, of that. Yeah, exactly. Because I've seen, you know, there's some other shots. I mean, maybe it's the lens or something. Like, it's a, it's a lot further away than it actually is or anything. But there are some shots, like the really wide helicopter shots, where they'll have, like, a tiny little car right next to this mile-and-a-half wide funnel. And it's just driving by as if it's a perfectly clear day. Which it probably was when they shot the plate, but it's still like, come on. Yeah, okay, so I think this is, like, the the final major uh, tornado, because we are, yeah, we only got about uh, half an hour left of the movie. So this is the, yeah, this is it. This is it. All right, eat that motherfucker. Eat Dorothy. Eat her out. Eat her out good. We got it on camera. You know, I'm 90% sure that's some of it. That has to be, like, some of the original dialogue in the R-rated movie. Because I can't, can't you just hear, like, Dusty, like, eat, eat Dorothy out, you bitch! Eat her out good! No, but you have oh, fun. Strike! You know, that, that that's a great place to put a bowling pin sound effect. <laughs> you know? Oh, shit. I hope you got front-wheel drive. 
I know, right? Because that tornado just dropped a log. Oh, fuck. Bro, you got to get out and push, man. Get out and push, man. Holy shit. <laughs> now, this is a great shot here where they just look out and a motherfucking semi comes out of it. Okay, you know what? I'm calling it right now. This is my headcanon. This was produced by Amblin Entertainment, Spielberg's company, right? I think this was an homage to Duel. To what? To Duel. <laughs> I can kind of see that. A killer fucking semi-truck. So, do you know about the faux pas with the semi-truck? Oh, yeah, that they, uh, uh, that, uh, when, because it's, when they turn around here, it falls in front of them and blows up, right? Yeah. And but they mistimed it. They mistimed it and missed that shot. He did not tell the studio they messed it up, but just redid it, which cost the film an extra half a million dollars. Half a million shots for, half a million dollars for uh, about, what, 10, maybe 15 seconds of footage? Yep. Damn, man. Now this this I do love this line coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw it. A little, a little, a little too close. A little too close. The last Dorothy, the la the final frontier. Da na 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 na. Jesus Christ. I just really hope this whole area was evacuated, because seriously, can you imagine just, let, you know, like, you're waking up in, in the middle of the farm, and you see that giant thing coming towards you? Hmm. Time to go off-road, bitches. What a dick, dude. Seriously. You're a meteorologist, too. <laughs> Regardless of where you got your funding, you should still listen to a fellow, like a fellow colleague. Even if you totally hate his guts. But yeah, it's shots like this where you see the wide shot where that giant funnel is there and the car is just, you know, dri driving very lightly as if it's like a regular old day. Oh, fuck. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Dude, for real. I'm with this driver guy here, man. And then, of course, this shit. This, yeah. is, this I thought was really cool. Boom! Oh, dude. 
But it's it, it's it's yeah. what you it's what you wanted. Yeah, kind of. I mean, as an entertainment, you're right. Like, yeah, but this shit is fucking excessive. Because not only does it go through the windshield, killing that one guy. Yep. But then this shit happens where it just drops. Boom. <laughs> I love all the stunned faces. Right? I mean, yeah, you did try. Legit. Which which sucks and all, but it's whatever. It's the 90s. These these 90s movies characters had to die. Right. Except for, except for Billy Zane in Titanic, which is weird. You really <laughs> thought he would have taken he would have been taken out and from the ship, wouldn't he? Eh. He's too charismatic to die. <laughs> no, I mean I think for I think it worked better with that particular character of like, oh yeah, he pushed out like a bitch and ate a bullet because of Black Friday. There you go. Oh shit. Right. Or was it Black Left. Monday? Whatever. The day the stock market crashed. Yeah. Right. Left. Right. Left. Oh, damn. You know, now that I'm seeing the way that they edit it and how they have the overdub stuff, you can tell that there was a lot more like, holy shits. Right. Including ho this holy shit moment. House Hunters 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I love the teddy bear. Wasn't that done in post too? Wasn't it? I don't like, know. That, that, I'm pretty like I, I think I remember reading like on IMDb that that teddy bear was CGI. But either way, I love that little <laughs> that little moment. Also, really great for the sound design. Oh hell yes. <laughs> Yeah, I also forgot about the uh, the uh, the siren sound effect. I always I, I I forget how distinct that thing was. Man, these guys are really good. Look how close they are, though. At this point, they should probably get their asses moving. No kidding, man. Going off road into the corn. Oh, hey, check it out. It's the opening of Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Interstellar with a tornado. A tornado that is a black hole in and of itself. Trans uh, transponding human travel through space and time. Actually, that sounds like a dope-ass movie. Someone needs to make that. So, um, <laughs> Helen Hunt actually hurt her hand here with the open-door corn sequence. And then, oh, yeah. And, and then subsequent... Uh, shots when they were doing it, they had to actually rig the car to have the door forcibly stay open. Yeah, I believe it, because, man, like, this is... You know, you you think, you know, these kinds of stunts are simple, but they are so not. No. No stunt is really ever simple. Even something is, you know, just like, you know, falling and tucking and rolling. It's never really that simple. Go, bitch. Go, bitch. Go! And even that looks like Sparks. <laughs> And for all the Pepsi shit that we saw here, I'm kind of amazed that it didn't form the Pepsi logo right here. <laughs> or just the words, buy Pepsi, drink Pepsi. <laughs> like, I'm kind of amazed they just didn't straight up do that. 
Now kiss! But they still have this subliminal imagery here with the red and blues here. Right. And the swirls and whatnot. So much subliminal stuff. It's it's actually kind of funny how they don't... Uh, th this is how you do product placement, you guys. Either use it that where it's like a pun. So like, you know, like the Red Robin wedding uh, from South Park or whatever. <laughs> or just like uh, use subliminal imagery that is is basically the logo. That's actually really clever. I can't really think of any other movies that do that. How are they going to get out? They gave up the car. Oh, no. Uh-oh. They're out of contact. And again, what, oh, where are you shit. going to run from a mile-wide tornado? Yeah, this is the part where it's like, Fuck logic, this is Hollywood now. Oh yeah, the, the ending of this movie is just like, we are going to fully make you suspend any disbelief you might have because there is no way you can possibly believe this. No, no. Because honestly, it's just like, really, what, 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 I mean, how the hell are we going to end this? Do we, do we really want to end the movie where these two just get taken up into a tornado and they like just kiss before getting ripped apart. <laughs> actually, actually, that does sound like an amazing alternative ending to this movie. <laughs> oh no, not the horses! Goodbye, horses. Well, they probably are going to be flying over them. Probably, if they don't uh, get out of there in time. Because if these schmucks can outrun a tornado, I'm sure, I'm sure those horses can. <laughs> Holy shit, that was cool. I always love now, this, this moment. It's just like, oh. <laughs> with all the size and the, uh -huh. the reapers, and they're like, oh my god, who are these people? <laughs> we are not staying in here. We are going. We are going to get sh shredded, like. Like fucking uh, uh, cheese on a taco. Although this this effect shot is really cool. Yeah, but I mean, come on. With where they are, how are they not already sucked in there? I know, right? However, again, it does make for some really cool effect shots. Because, again, for like 1995, 1996, uh, you know, uh, effect shots like that not half bad oh no not at all especially this whole thing right here where the stable just upturns that's fucking cool Woo, duck they were almost reaped almost oh jesus they almost man just can we have one decapitation in this movie decapitation. like one really grab It'd be really fun if they just had one really cool graphic decapitation. Yes, because now an I've, above uh, ground building is going to help you right now. I know, right? Also, how is that thing not like locked? Oh, and of course, yeah, sure. Now it's locked. Like it'll do anything anyway. We're just going to use some leather belts. All I, all I can think of with this is just like, this is where you lose limbs. 
Pretty much, yeah. For an F5, an F5 is going literally... The winds are literally like 300 miles an hour. Yeah. So to be like right in the naystay of it, y you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. They should have been. You know what? Would have been half. a much. They should have been ripped in half. Although you're right, but if they're okay, so we're already stretching our logic. But you know what would have been an amazing way to end the movie, if they were just naked by the end of it and started having sex. <laughs> like all their clothes got ripped off, and they're just like. They're just like fuck it. We're just gonna fuck in this 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 debris mud pile, and all their friends come in and they're like cheering them on, just like they did at the end of Speed. And with everything in the tornado, like how is something not impaling them, killing them? Like I know, just ripping right? Ripping them apart. Well, right now they're in the eye of the tornado, right? So there should they they uh, it should be like a light breeze here, you know? Because when you're in the eye of the tornado, it's supposed to be a really light breeze until it like passes over again so this shit is implausible anyway it just looks cool right. you know because again this was you know the time when we're like and eh, we the science is still kind of up there um but they're so i guess they're allowed to get away with it but <laughs> yeah but now that i've seen king of the hill i'm like dude this would have been an amazing uh, alternate way to end it if they just were like completely fucking naked by the, at the end of it and they just started going at it and their friends come in like, I guess you're not getting divorced right on. We're just going to watch. <laughs> Whoo wee. What a storm. Thank God they had that underground shelter. And that the dad wasn't stupid enough to just try to hold the door himself. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just a really dumb moment on Joe's dad part. <laughs> We're good. Like, even him, look, even her fucking headset is still on. That should have been gone. Yeah, the producers didn't want to take the house. Apparently, that was like a, uh, um, uh, a, a historical house, and they're like, let's not destroy that. Just fucking kiss already. We've been waiting 90 minutes for... Th We've been waiting 100 minutes for this shit. Like, we, we know these two are going to get together at, from, like, frame one. <laughs> I don't gotta do shit, man. Shut up and kiss already. You two are made for each other. It's the extreme! There it is. <laughs> Finally, Jesus. But yeah, a, I think a a storm chaser orgy 
post post tornado <laughs> storm chaser orgy would have been an amazing way to end this. I don't. Don't, I don't you think? I mean, the, the male <laughs> to female ratio of their crew would have made that pretty awkward. I don't know. I think that would have made it just as funny. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Look at that debris field, man. They really dressed up their sets for these wide shots, man. Yep. And they really rocked their helicopter shots, man. That's it's it's awesome. So, yeah, that was Twister and uh almost literally 25 years this year. How does it hold up for you, sir? I mean, it holds up well in oh. in as much as it's really entertaining, which is what it's supposed to be. Wow. Like this Dude, is a, I forgot. this is uh, it really is a popcorn movie, you know, and and it works that way. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the path. Oh that yeah, they created. yeah, dude, they had to actually make that yep. practically. That's nuts! Wow. Yeah, because uh, you know this was like one of my go-to VHS movies that I would pop in back in the day. Um, so you know, I grew up a lot with this movie, and it's been several years since I've watched it since, but. Yeah, man, this is actually a lot better than I remembered for some reason. Hmm. It's not as great in some areas and whatnot, like some of the CG sh shots. And, of course, like I said, the the focus on the melodrama is not doing it for me. Right. But all the other elements, like the the, the elements that I sort of forgot, like the, uh, the side characters and the little tiny moments. Yeah. And the sound design, that shit has aged phenomenally well. So, yeah, th honestly, this is actually got, kind of weirdly gotten better for me. Although, then again, maybe maybe it's just because it's got I've got my nostalgia goggles on for a movie like this. But it happens. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious as to what, you know, everyone out, uh, else out there is uh, thinking of this movie. Because especially, you know, this is 25 years down the line. Um, yeah, it's uh... must hydrate been a long i mean it, it's weird to think like you know 25 years wow i'm old <laughs> <laughs> i'm just really sad now that the fact that they're like yeah we're kind of kicking around the idea of doing a uh, uh a remake or a reboot or whatever they want to call it i'm just a little sad that bill paxton's no longer around to give like a really cool little cameo or something because that would have been fun you know like uh, I know when you know the Mummy was re was re released with Tom Cruise and there it was god awful and shit and but a lot of people like the thing that people most complained about was like dude they couldn't fucking give Brendan Fraser a cool little cameo in this movie like not once I don't fuck those guys well I don't know if that was because <laughs> of them or because of Brendan Fraser I mean Brendan Fraser only recently has really re-entered um that's uh, true the, the industry so. Yeah, I guess. It, um, yeah, because wasn't he in like a abusive relationship for a while? Yeah, uh, he had a really tumultuous relationship, and I know there was a lot going on with, um, you know, the ending of that and and getting, you know, himself straight and all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, he seems to, from everything I see, he seems to be doing much better in life, and I'm glad. yeah, uh, obviously you're glad for it. You always want to see people kind of bounce back, but. Oh, absolutely. I hear he's also a real sweetheart in real life, too. Yeah, so... Um, but, you know, it's also... I understand what Universal was hoping to do. They just didn't do it well. 
<laughs> for real. Oh, they tried to make the dark universe happen so way too hard and way too soon. But yeah, it's crazy. And and it's also really sad that like two out of the th yeah check it out kubrick and stanley <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of little shining references in this movie yeah um but uh yeah so like i was it's it's so fucking tragic that like uh two out of the three m most entertaining people in this movie are dead now yeah it that fucking blows because i want nothing more I, I really wish that this movie was about dusty davis philip seaman hoffman's character because i could i could watch him all day long in this movie he he is the, the show stealer oh yeah in this movie. i mean and, and it almost seems like and i i have to wonder since they toned it down to like to go from r to pg-13 if there is stuff of his that they're just like we wanted to do this like there were more lines we of just, his, but we had to cut them because he can't let him be that explicit now that it's PG thirteen. Fucking release the R rated cut, John DeBont. Look, I know because I've I've seen your credits. You haven't done any really anything since twenty twelve, and I respect a man in retirement. But fucking release this shit. I want to watch that. I will pay money. I am broke, and I will pay money to see the R rated cut of Twister. And if there's anyone out there who agrees with me, start this hashtag, release the R-rated Twister cut. Because I will fucking watch that shit. But yeah, right here, we got all these Oklahoma City credits, because all this shit was shot in Oklahoma. And of course, we also... This also has a really good soundtrack, am I right? Like it's And of course, it's mostly because of Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. <laughs> he just constantly blasting like deep purple and uh van halen and oh god who else is in here uh uh what, what we got yeah there's the deep purple song uh goo goo dolls uh i think belly is also in this uh yeah uh broken but oh uh, and of course oh man seriously though van halen so far uh, yeah. 2020 can suck a dick but yeah so that was Twister, man. <laughs> and, um, let us. Uh, I really want to know what uh, all you get cats out there listening to it, especially if you grew up in the '90s, like we did. Uh, I want to know what your thoughts and feelings and memories about this movie was, because um, 25 years later, man, it's still an entertaining movie. Because uh, I mean, we didn't make it; we just watched it. Uh, I don't know if there's any other final thoughts you want to share. No, I mean, I, I think it holds up as very entertaining. I don't know that it's ever going to be necessarily like a go-to movie for me for any specific situations, but it's definitely probably a movie not. where if anyone's like, hey, you want to watch Twister? I'll probably be like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't know. Fuck yeah, dude. Why not? Fuck yeah, dude. It's, it's always a good day when you watch Twister, man. Um, but yeah, it's it's still really cool. And let's be honest, it's... Still probably the best tornado movie out there besides, you know, Wizard of Oz, I guess. Yeah, but I don't even know that you would call Wizard of Oz or tornado movie. It's got like a tornado. <laughs> yeah, that's and the only reason it's super iconic because it's kind of, you know, the uh, the rabbit hole that Dorothy tumbles down into Oz. Yeah, I mean, but for sure. Even it's, so, uh, I don't think I guess, it, it long. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If, so, if somebody's like, hey the tornado movie it 
I <laughs> and and they've seen both Twister and Wizard of Oz. They're gonna be like Twister. <laughs> yeah, for real. Honestly, there. I, you know what? There. I guess there. It just comes down to the fact that there aren't enough tornado movies. We need to have more tornado movies, you guys. Give me more. Do we? Let's have. Do we? Yeah, that's probably. Tr- you know, that's probably true because you know there's probably a shitload of them on. Uh, oh wait, no. Because I, I was about to say there's probably a shitload of them on uh, sci-fi and yeah. whatnot. But I'm like, dude, we're forgetting like one of the other major ones, Sharknado. <laughs> oh, I don't know if the word major is what we want there or lamentable. <laughs> I don't know. Like when you're when you're with a bunch of drunken friends and you know you got you know like you, your giant thing you know a couple large pizzas and some weed. Sharknado is actually a good time. You that, know, when that, you have watching, sir, that is the time for gummo. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. Well, you, you, man, you have some really out there taste i tell you what i guess that's why i that's exactly why i have you on the show <laughs> this is why i have sean on the show you guys because he's the weird guy with all the fucking underground tastes and hey shit. as someone who's been to Zedia, ohio can confirm fuck yeah dude so i guess we kind of can wrap this episode up uh we're gonna be closing off uh, disaster month with uh, one more from rowan emmerich uh and it's and uh, granted, there are tornadoes in it. Lots of tornadoes at once. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tornado orgy, man. <laughs> it's going to be fucking sweet. Followed by uh, a really crazy snowstorm. And if you can't figure it out by now, then, dude, what are you even doing here? <laughs> For real. <laughs> so I guess uh, we'll see you the day after tomorrow on the next episode of Comtrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I've been Tim. I've been Sean. And we'll see you next time. Peace.